Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's Red Pill Your Healthcast. My name is Dr. Charlie Fagenholtz and here with your favorite nurse, Lauren Johnson. And this week, we are actually going to talk about another one of everyone's favorite topic. And no, it's not the COVID vaccine like you all are thinking. It is what everyone on Instagram is always talking about, myself included, is parasites. So we get a lot of questions about parasites. You know, what's the signs and symptoms of them? How common are they? What can we do about them? Um, beyond so many more questions. So we thought we would just, you know, sit down for 20, 30 minutes and just talk parasites this week. So, uh, Lauren, how, how common are parasites? What do, what is our favorite people that we all look up to the CDC that is just like <laughs> basically the Bible, right? It's just, they have all the information, they have everything, but what do they say about parasites? They say that only 14% of the United States has been exposed to parasites. And they think this because we have the cleanest water, which we all know. And if you haven't listened to our previous episode on water, listen to that. Um, But we all know that we don't have clean water. And not only that, we we live in a more stressed out society that will, that is eating nutrient poor food um, Mm. with low stomach acid. That's just going to increase your likelihood of becoming uh, a victim to a parasite. But here's the thing, everyone has parasites and that's where, and in other parts of the world, you see this be more of an issue because they do have dirty water and they are, are eating foods that are, are dirty. Um, and they are nutrient depleted many times because of the foods that they, uh, don't get, but it's also an issue over here. It may look a little different over there. Um, and you, but over in other parts of the world, they are also more intentional with how they parasite cleanse in most parts of the world. They, they have, they recommend them do a parasite cleanse. And usually it's with herbs every year or ever, or or twice a year. Every time I talk about this on Instagram, I have somebody message me. Oh yeah. Over in this country, we, we do this once a year. My doctor always asks about this. Yep. And I've heard of other cultures that do it seasonally as well. Um, one thing that I always find fascinating is if you pay attention to other cuisines, especially in places that are very high in parasites, uh, like Thailand, um, countries like that, you know, Thailand always, Bali belly always comes to my mind whenever I think parasites, Africa comes to my mind with parasites. Um, but their cuisines have herbs in their food that are for a purpose. And in America, like we have taken that concept and just destroyed it. We're like, oh, for that burger that I'm going to eat, that's non, you know, grass fed beef that's cooked in seed oils. What could help the parasites? Maybe some cheese. Let's put some cheese on it. <laughs> Let's throw it on a bun of just this brominated wheat uh, bun. You know, it's just, we are so backwards here. You, you go to eat sushi. Why do you think they give you wasabi and ginger? Wasabi is spicy. Spice kills parasites. Ginger is very uh, stomach chi invigorating. So it helps your stomach acid, helps kill H. pylori, uh, helps um, be the first defense mechanism, so to speak, of of our gut. And so when we look at other cultures, the food is there for a purpose. And like if you go into someone's house who has a very diverse diet, their house usually smells good of just fresh herbs and things and things like oregano and all that has medicinal benefit. Our burgers and fries and seed oils and pizza doesn't have uh, much medicinal benefit. Did you know actually that pizza was created by poor Italians in America? Did you know that? 
I did not know that. They were too poor for anything. So they made bread and put tomato sauce and cheese on it. And that's what pizza became. Isn't that crazy? So it was not created in Italy? That's the, I, it's, you know, contrary to popular, popular belief, I, I thought it was in Italy. And what about Mexican food? How we say it's Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just like Tex-Mex American, Americana <laughs> Mexican food. Um, uh, but they don't so actually eat that in Mexico. <laughs> So that that's we make uh, everything uh, better. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Everything's more efficient, faster, and lower quality. That's that's it should, point. it should make us appreciate other cultures and the way they eat and the way they oh, yeah. but they also slow down and mm-hmm. they they make a meal a big gathering and you you smell the food so your digestive juices are flowing so that way you have the ability to care to kill a parasite or another foodborne bacteria if you come in contact with it. But in America, we just eat stressed and on the go. And guys, I'm not like, there's no pointing fingers here. Um, but I, I always, you know, I'm, 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 I'm busy too. And I, I will fall prey to this too. So no. I, what I do, I make sure I eat my day. Di- I take my digestive enzymes um, because it is one of those things that is harder to do. It's harder to slow down. It's harder mm-hmm. to cook the slow meal with the kids running at your feet and are, they're hungry. I get it but it is something that is protective of these things. Absolutely. So that's our little rant on foods. Let's, let's get back to some more parasite talk. Well, shall we? There are other ways to get parasites, right? Cause it's mm-hmm. not just from food. It's also from water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also from undercooked, like pork is one that will have parasites more mm-hmm. uh, raw fish. So sushi, <laughs> Oh man, when I was in California, I was treating parasites constantly. I so I just happened to live when I was living in Laguna Beach for a couple of years. I lived next to like five minutes walk down the street to the most bomb sushi you will ever have. And the amount of enzymes I took, I almost turned into a digestive enzyme. I took so many of them. We were eating sushi so much. It was so good, but like it comes with a price. I was putting like sort of sore essential oil in my drinking water. I was taking gastro digest. I'd take a bunch of herbs. Um, and yeah, so I have had sushi many times. Yeah. It, and it's delicious, but you do oh. want to make sure you are going to a quality place. Yes. Uh, don't just go to the grocery store. That's been sitting out all day. That's probably yeah, don't go to that gas there. station sushi. I can tell Ooh. I don't have to be a doctor to tell you that it's just ain't good for you. No, but, but parasites are also in our dirt and in mm-hmm. contaminated soil. So that's something that um, one of my daughters tested for was a parasite that was from the dirt. Yep. And I'm not going to know where that dirt is from. I mean, like it's, it's who knows, but it is one of those things that like, it's everywhere. You can't yep. be scared of them. And so scared that you're going to be, you know, exposed to them. But at the same time, I do think there are things that we can do to actively prevent exposure. One of those things is, drinking water because because bottled water um is well certain bottled waters are purified enough um or filtered water at home because you know that 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 has been filtered already uh yeah. cooking food you know i know you have opinions about cooking food cooking steak too much yeah. um but pork definitely you want to cook yeah yeah and so the thing about red meat and steak ground beef is different but in steak is most of the bacteria and parasites live on the butcher's knife from cutting. And so th- you cook the steak, we call it French blue, to sear off that part. And then you get the good undigested proteins for um, 
for all the nutrients, obviously for your tyrosine and, and all that stuff. But the thing is you need to have adequate stomach acid to be able to handle that in the first place. And so uh, it's not just, you know, if you cook the uh, both sides of the steak that it's completely gone. I mean, the majority probably will be, there could still be bacteria and parasites, but you need to have adequate stomach acid. And that's why it's important to build our health. And that's why we're talking about this tonight. Um, another place epidemic is man, oh, yeah. animals, pets, big exposures, yeah. Yeah. big, big exposures, spouses, big exposures. So if you're doing this, your spouse ain't doing it and your spouse keeps giving you more parasites. It's just going to be a never ending cycle. Uh, that's why I always say that uh, families that parasite cleanse together, stay together. <laughs> because, and there's, there is some backing for that because parasites will change your brain chemistry. I mean, it'll change yes. so much about you. So like it can make you a, di a different person than if you would just parasite cleanse at, you know, naturally is, is preferred then it can make you a totally different person. Absolutely. And, and a lot of the patients that I've treated who have been manic, uh, bipolar, things like that, parasites for sure. And, you know, we, we can talk about the CDC statistics, how many people they think have parasites. I'm going to tell you right now, I've been in practice just under 10 years and 90% plus of the people I see show for parasites at some time in their treatment. I would maybe even say a hundred percent if we're talking different times of treatment, it might not be their priority, but usually I'm talking 90% probably is their priority from a chemical standpoint. And let's go through, like, if I were to say, okay, I think my kid has a parasite. I, I, they're showing the symptoms, which we'll go through in a second. I go to my pediatrician. What is What does my pediatrician say? Oh, we'll do an OVA and parasite. It's called an O and P. Um, and we'll check that to see if they do. And it's negative. So I'm fine. Right. Yeah. No, like the, the OVA and parasite, that stool test, it's not sensitive at Yeah, all. it's not going to catch them. And and Lauren's given them a little too much credit to the pediatrician. The pediatrician is <laughs> probably going to say, no, you're crazy. And here's your mask to wear. Yeah, right. Because they, they think that that's a thing that's in other, that's in third world countries. We don't exactly. have that here. Exactly. Um, but it's not the case. We, everyone does, especially, I would say even more so here, Look at our rates of eczema and allergies and food allergies. I wonder how that compares to the rest of the world that will regularly parasite cleanse or that will at least slow down, eat their food and eat whole meat, whole foods together around the table. And they're not even eating as much processed stuff. I know they still have processed stuff in other, other parts of the world, but I do think the other parts of the world prioritize things different. The, the, the processed stuff in other countries are just so that Americans can come for tourism and they can help their economy. Probably too, just like the McDonald's in other countries. Yeah. Oh man, I've seen <laughs> McDonald's in the most random places. And, and it's just one of those things where your doctor's not going to recognize it. Yeah. Um, they might tell you to do the scotch tape test, which is where you put a little bit of scotch tape on your child's bottom at, at night. And that's when parasites are most active. Yep. And if you see if you can catch one, <laughs> which is a little surprise in the morning. Um, but, and I've not done that actually. I've, that's not been something that I've ever thought my kids would tolerate or want to go to sleep with. And I personally understand that. So haven't done that, but I will say that the standard OMP is not, <laughs> is not going to catch it. There are some other stool tests. Dr. Charlie, do you use those other stool tests? <laughs> We're filming at like 10, 20 Lawrence time at night. So we're a little slap happy right now. Sorry guys. Yeah. And we're uh, talking about worms. Um, yeah. 
What was your What was your question? Do I use stool tests? Do you ever use any of? I know you don't, but like, do you ever use any of the other? I I, I don't. Um, I'm interested more. Sometimes they say they can find them in blood tests, and I'm doing yeah. more research on that. Um, I just vial testing is what I have been taught. It's what I have found to be successful in picking stuff up in people when it's been missed on every other test. Yeah. Um, and so, and usually by the time people see me, they've done a stool test, they've done blood tests, they, they've went through the whole functional med thing and there's still something missing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we talk about, uh, you know, frequency functional medicine, which is more into the muscle testing, the resonating with vials that will pick up minute traces in your body, which, you know, these parasites we we're going to talk about, but they can be all different sizes. It doesn't right. have to be a worm. It can be a protozoa that is microscopic. And you it can, won't see it in your stool. You yeah. won't see it. You won't see it. And, and so it doesn't have to be in the intestinal tract. It could be in the liver. It could be flukes in the liver. It could be in the pancreas is a very common place um, for parasites. And if it's protozoa, they're so tiny, you're going to miss them. And so uh, that's why I always prefer vial testing because it's it's going to be much more of a sensitive test. Yeah. I mean, so the parasites found in blood are like malaria. Mm-hmm. So That's the, the most deadly it. parasite in the world. Just so you know, malaria. And what was the number one treatment for it? Uh, that was on uh, the Nobel. Well, it wasn't a hydroxychloroquine. Was that? Or was yeah, it, it was hydroxy- Hydroxychloroquine was made for malaria. But, but I'm, sure they, the, the... I'm sure they used ivermectin for it. It's a parasite. Or was it? No, it was. No, I'm sorry. Ivermectin won the Nobel Prize for river blindness. Is that? Was it exactly. river blindness? Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, no, that is, I, I know I'm, I will put in the show notes if I'm wrong, but I'm almost positive that that is okay. correct, that it was uh river blindness that it won that won the Nobel peace prize. And is that a parasite? I don't know, but either way, leash mania is found in the blood. Toxoplasma mm-hmm. is found in the blood. So there's several that are found in the blood. Yeah. But Babesia. Babesia. Yeah. But I think I said that. Yeah. Babesia. Here's the thing. Your doctor's not going to order that. No, they're going to be like Babesia. They wouldn't even know board, what test. Maybe that was, was a board question on my board exams in school. Yeah. I don't know what that is. They wouldn't even know what test to order. I mean, right. I don't know. Maybe they would look it up and call LabCorp. But either way, that's just not something you're typically going to find. Hopefully, you can. we'll find some doctors and providers and different, but that will think outside the box. But that's just not typical. So how, so we, what, Dr. Charlie does and what um, we have used is muscle testing is or, or, and, or a bioresonance machine. Now I'm not going to say those are all made equal, but they are, they will typically pick up um, chronic pathogens and toxicity, but I will say not every muscle tester is made equal, right? Dr. Charlie. Correct. Because muscle testing is only as good as the person using it. It's like a stethoscope. A stethoscope isn't going to tell you how to read the heart and lungs. It's only as good as the ears who are listening to the stethoscope and muscle testing is no different. It is a medicinal tool. And when used properly, it's spot on, but when used not properly, it's probably not spot on. So, yeah. um, Yeah. So what would a person see if a patient or they thought that their family member or themselves that they had parasites, what would they see? Yeah. So some classic signs and symptoms Uh, we talked about uh, itchy butt itchy genitals. I will even throw in their itchy nose. So someone who's always itching their nose constantly, um, pale skin, hard to gain weight, uh, bags under the eyes is a really good sign Mm -hmm. of parasites, chronic allergies. If you've not listened to our allergy episode, go back to there. We talk about TH2 dominance and how parasites put you in that. Um, seizures, seizures is a big one. And the, the reason why seizures 
come from parasites is because here's a clinical pearl. This is one of many that I talked about in my membership video um, is parasites will produce ammonia and ammonia will deplete your GABA and low GABA is seizure activity. Okay. And low GABA is also restless, irritable. I have a hard time saying that irritable. Yeah, that's a weird one for me. Maybe I have something wrong with my speech. Maybe I need more inspire cell. <laughs> um, panic attacks is huge for low yeah. GABA. People who can't concentrate, people who have a thousand thoughts a minute is low GABA. So instead of just supplementing GABA, maybe try to find out if your GABA is being depleted because there's too much ammonia, which is coming from infections like parasites. Um, that's also why you see more symptoms at night too, because it's, yes. it's there. It's high ammonia. You'll see more waking up, screaming, night um, tears. But, right? We talked about that. Yeah, and night tears are a big sign. Of, Bed wetting is a big one. Yep. Um, teeth grinding is a big one. Yep, and that can also be airway issues. We're not saying that teeth grinding is just because I know I'll have somebody. Oh, I have every time I say parasites on, on my Q and A's on Instagram, I have at least. 10 dentists or some type yeah. of mouth work worker that's saying how irresponsible my response is. It could be tongue ties and all this. I get it, folks. I get it. But there's only so much you can put in one box. Yeah, it's yeah, um, exactly. So constipation is a big one, mm -hmm. but so is diarrhea. And you can yep. have it go back and forth. Yep. And so just because you see one or the other doesn't mean it's not a parasite or is a parasite. I would say, well, I would say the majority of constipation is probably some type of parasite, right? Yeah. Cause they, they secrete chemicals. They secrete chemicals to constipate you so that you um, don't have bowel movements and they can multiply. Yeah. Now here's a clinical pearl that uh, I don't know if I said this in my parasite video in the membership, but I'm going to say it now. And I know a lot of people listen to both. So there is a valve that connects your large and small intestine called the ileal cecal valve. Now, muscle testers are very familiar with this valve because it's kind of the great mimicker. It can give you any symptom, literally allergies, feeling like you have a heart attack, gut issues, headaches. It's a very, it's under neuro, uh, neurological and hormonal control. So it, it plays into major systems in the body. Here's the clinical pearl. The one of the most, if not the most uh, common thing that affects the ileocecal valve is parasites. And what it'll do is it'll either close it, which will constipate you, or it'll open it, which will be more diarrhea. However, if it stays open, the parasites make it stay open, then your gut floor from your colon migrates to your small intestine. And now you have chronic SIBO. Now that chronic SIBO turns down your stomach acid, and now you can't fight off more parasites coming in from food and from your environment. They That's a good thing Carl. It's crazy. They have these protective mechanisms. Oh yeah. They're smart. And and the, in, a, in a way, they, they do have some protection um, because they are holding in all this Lyme and viruses mm -hmm. that like if, if you if your body saw it, it would be more of an issue for you. But it's also a bad thing because it, it they don't want you to they don't want you to poop it out. They don't want to be seen or found on test. So yep. they really will hide yep. and they but then they are eating your nutrients and they're making you uh. anemic. There you and go. Anemia. That's a big making one. making you anxious. Um, and they're making, they can make you depressed. They can make, they can cause asthma, um, fatigue, histamine issues, um, which yes, that can also be mold, of course. Yep, um, yep. But like, it's not, it's never just the one thing typically for someone who's chronically ill. And the um, one thing you just said was uh, energy. 
And what I'll find with people with parasites is their energy is low. And clinically, the reason why I find that is because parasites are the most common pathogen that destroys the mitochondria of your cell, which your mitochondria is what produces your ATP, which is your body's energy for every process in the body. Um, And so I find that parasites are the best pathogen at destroying your mitochondria. Yeah. If you are always hungry, if you are just like up and down roller coaster craving sweets, yes, that can be, especially if it's chocolate, it could be a magnesium deficiency. Yes, there are other things, but it really can be parasites. I mean, you're never full. We're doing a really good job tonight of like taking away the argument of someone who's going to bash us, you know, I'm trying you know, like, I feel like, I feel like, that's coming. You know, it's defensive coming. Lately. Yeah. I, you know, and that's okay. I, I don't, it doesn't bother, but it is one of those things you have to, you have to address. Yeah. Um, if your symptoms get worse around the full moon. Okay. So guys, this is something that it's not woo woo. What, what is the mechanism there? So parasites have an insane amount of serotonin receptors and around the full moon, your serotonin goes up while your melatonin goes down and your melatonin is right for sleep. And I, it's your second most powerful antioxidant in the body. It has a, a big role in uh, a lot of things, but what happens is because the parasites have so many serotonin receptors, they get really active around the full moon. So uh, I'd say in my experience, about 80% full or more. So like a few days leading up to the full moon is when people will start getting symptoms. So if someone's like, Hey man, I get sick like every month I'm always have like, I catch something, usually a parasite. Every time someone has seizures, I make sure that they track when it is. And most times it is 80% full or more of a moon uh, because parasites get more active with that serotonin increase. And I I can't tell you how many patients of mine um, have, when they start tracking, they're like, Oh man, it is every single time when the moon is close to being full Uh, it's, it's common folks. It is not rare. This is a day in the life I treated. I don't know how many patients I treated today, maybe 10 people. And I bet you, I found parasites on five to six of them. They're existing patients. Yep. Yep. It's a, and that's something that we should say, like, it's not something that I expect that I'll never have to treat again. Right. It's, it is a constant reevaluation, you know, I would say we did one big round of parasite stuff, um, with herbs and then, you know, we're good for a few full moons and full moons and then noticed it, uh, an increase in again. And so it is something that when you start noticing an uptick in symptoms, um, especially around the full moon, that's something to just take note of recognizing yourself. And then, you know, if you know what to do, then, then to treat accordingly, Uh, we haven't mentioned allergies. How and food, food allergies, how do, how does, um, cause parasites can be a, a big cause of that, right? Yeah. So parasites are what increases that TH2 immune response significantly, which is where histamine lives, where mast cells become very sensitive. And so if you're, if your body's constantly trying to fight off a parasite, it's elevating that TH2 response. Now you're very allergenic, so to speak. You you can't fight off any other seasonal allergens, right? Pollens, things like that. But what will happen is these parasites do a really good job of creating something called leaky gut. And by holding in all these other toxins that contribute to leaky gut too. And what that'll do is when you start eating foods, the foods will slip in through the gut lining into places it shouldn't be. And now your body attacks it, even if 
it's grass-fed beef, wild-caught fish, all the healthy foods. If you have leaky gut and you're eating these, over time, your immune system will start attacking them. So you'll start eating them and be like, man, I, I just don't do good. You know, I, I don't think this health stuff is for me. I, I don't do good with all the stuff that I'm, you know, supposed to be doing really well with. And that's because a lot of times of leaky gut, which parasites, why I say all the time on my Q&As on Instagram, Whenever someone asks leaky gut, I immediately direct them to the parasite video in my membership because that's where you have to start. Yeah. It is not the only infection, but it is so important because as Lauren had pointed out, nematodes, which is called roundworms, are very good at harboring other pathogens like viruses. Lyme lives safely in them. Um, bacteria lives in them. They use heavy metals to build biofilms to hide from your immune system. Fungus, all that stuff lives uh, in places that parasites keep them safe. Yeah. I mean, one of the first things I saw coming out was, um, with kids, um, is yeast mm. coming out when you're doing a parasite cleanse. And it, that is because yeast loves parasites, heavy metals love parasites and they all love each other. And so they just hang out together. And so if you have one, you probably have the others and you just, but you start with parasites. That is yep. what, um, Dr. Charlie has used the most is what I've learned in other courses as well. That is something that I think is important to uh, say because a lot of people will promote heavy metal detoxes. Oh, that's where you start. That is mm. not where you start. No, You're from. going to kick up the hornet's nest. And, and honestly, it, it, it's, it, I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think it's ever worked well just to start with heavy metals. It, it's never tested as priority for any one of my patients in the last almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, I will say parasites also, uh, will, especially worms will excrete estrogen like substances. Mm -hmm. So parasites can be a factor in hormone issues. So if like oh, yeah. you have a lot of PMS stuff, um, or if you're, um, even if for men, if they have low testosterone or maybe they have some higher estrogen levels, because that is a very common thing for men that might look like fatty liver, I might look like other things, but if, if you are seeing that, then you can definitely, it could definitely be parasites. Yeah. And as you said that parasites like to harbor yeast, what'll happen is the parasites will eat the good bacteria that keep the yeast in check. And now yeast grows. And if you guys have ever heard me talk about yeast, you know, I always talk about how it's the most common infection with hormone issues because it has an affinity for estrogen and it will feed on your toxic estrogen and it will also or feed on your good estrogen and attract toxic estrogen like the 16-OH and the 4-OH, things that I've been talking about recently. Um, but then again, you also said anemia. Well, just like I said on Instagram, what's the rate limiting step in hormone issues? Anemia, because if you don't have healthy blood, you can't carry healthy hormones. And so Again, it comes down to if your par parasites love iron. So if they're eating your iron, uh, you're screwed because your blood will not be healthy. And that's something, you know, with with babies and children, the, uh, young toddlers, they are often given iron supplements. And mm -hmm. they these might be the kids that also had a hard time gaining weight. Mm -hmm. um, and I just really have to say, like, really, that is just going to feed the parasite I do, yep. I do at times will, will recommend beef liver, uh, desiccated beef liver, um, in place of an iron supplement, um, and then reevaluate just to make sure it's going up. But at the same time, it is one of those things where if you address parasites, it might fix the issue might fix itself and you're going to absorb nutrients better. Yeah. I mean, the amount of growth that I have seen personally with my children since addressing them 
it it is and not just like height i'm just talking about like overall everything is working better mm-hmm. that it, it makes a huge difference one thing i wanted to bring up that I, I we didn't talk about beforehand what about cancer because my i i've been seeing some things more recently i won't mention the specifics but i've been seeing some things more recently about maybe being a factor in brain tumors or other tumors what are your thoughts yeah so i am under the i don't want to call it belief because then it sounds like uh i don't know someone will be rubbed the wrong way if i say belief but in my experience every patient that i've ever seen that has cancer has always had an infection and what i think is happening is the body is building tumors to stop the infection from spreading. Yeah. And what will happen too is with that TH2 dominance, with TH2 in your immune system being high, it drags up TH17, which is an autoimmune tissue destruction pathway. And cancer is an autoimmune process. And what do most people say cancer is as well is just severe mitochondrial dysfunction. And what did I just say is the most common parasite or common infection that destroys our mitochondria is parasites. And so I think it is very much associated. There's a book and I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called. It it was in our lobby in California and it was something like the cure for all cancer or something with cancer. And it was like a thick, thick book. And like three fourths of it just talked about how it's parasites in nature. Yeah. I mean, I, I truly think that there is a reason our body does everything that it does. Oh yeah. There is not, there is not something happening in your body that there is not a purpose to protect you and to heal you. And, and yes, the modern world is affecting it and it is making it harder and it's, it's not working as it should, but the body will literally put stuff away so that, cause it, it knows it can't address it. So it'll, it'll put it away and, and not address it at all because it knows it has too many other fires to put out. Yes. And isn't that amazing that the body is that is that cool. And so I want you to appreciate your body and to know that like your body is for you. And if you have tumors um, or anything like that, that please look for the root cause. I know that um, you definitely could find a muscle tester, but I would also say, check out our friend, Dr. Keneally. She's an integrative mm-hmm. oncologist. I, I would trust her with my, my family, 100% for cancer. And that it, she has a book called the cancer revolution. There are yeah. other, um, there are other books out there. I'm sure that we'll discuss this that. Well, I'm sure Dr. Charlie, if he remembers that title, we could put that in the show notes, but yeah. that's something that you just really, you, you, it's even cancer, even the big C it can be related. And, and one thing that I want to talk about while we're on the topic of cancer, there's a website called WebND, as in Nancy, ND, not MD, that everyone knows about. And there's a book on there called, I think it's called Heal Your Own Cancer or whatever. Um, but they talk about a product called Protocell. And there's two different uh, liquid products called Protocell. There are different ratios. And I, if anyone has cancer, I would highly recommend just checking out that product, checking out that book. Um, because they have a different way of talking about what cancer actually is. And it kind of challenged my thinking when I read it and read about it. And, and my mentor, uh, one of my mentors told me, you know, here, this is what I want you to read up about it. And it it kind of, uh, it was a welcomed, different thought process. And the thought process was, 
instead of going after and trying to detox everything, just lower the energy in your body. So you starve the cancer, which was totally different. Wow. And so, um, take a look at it for whatever it's worth. Take a look at it. Do I think that you have to go after infection? I, I personally do. Cause what I've seen when I have been treating people who happen to have cancer, um, not that I treat cancer, I treat people that have cancer. And so always treat the human body. Don't treat the condition. Um, but if I didn't say about that product in that book, I think I'd be doing a big disservice. So, uh, if you are out there and you wonder about this type of stuff, take a look at it. I think it'll open your mind to, uh, some cancer type, uh, treatment, so to speak. Yeah. So we've, is there any other symptoms that we did not go through? I feel like we went through a good amount. We did everything. Everything I wrote down, we went through, we didn't talk about remedies. So, okay. So this is where I wanted to bring up that there is an over the counter (laughs) pinworm treatment that your pediatrician will probably tell you to take. Um, and I'm not telling you not to take it. Please don't take this as medical advice. Um, I will say that I've had seen this happen several times. I've had several messages from people saying that they will take that they they suspect the pinworms. They were told to take uh, Reese's, and it 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 they Reese's thought butter, it worked. Peanut butter cups. It's it's not <laughs> peanut butter cups. Oh yeah, sorry. Reese's <laughs> pinworm medicine. It'll say it at pinworm medicine. Reese's pinworm medicine. Okay. Please don't go eat Reese's. <laughs> Okay, so it'll they'll take this and it will kick up the dust at the construction site, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It will just make things angry. It might kill a few, but it definitely is not going to kill all of them. Um, honestly, a lot of times you really need to do the like, do treatment for a month or six weeks or two months, three months, and the whole family too. Yeah, yeah. So one night, one day, or even doing it twice, like it's not it's not going to kick it's not going to kick this as an issue and so that's not and then there are medicines that are anti-parasitics which we i think we already mentioned ivermectin is one um and so and um hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine and that's those i'm sure they they definitely have their place obviously ivermectin with killing um, about, you know, down-regulating a virus. Um, and there's reason for that and helping with parasites at the same time. So it, there's reason for all that. What are some of your favorite and why, why, why are herbs different than, than these medicines? Herbs are broad spectrum. They, yeah. they have so many different uses that really help with all the defense mechanisms that these pathogens put out. Medication is just a killer just going to kill. And so a lot of times these pathogens are like, all right, well, we learned because you guys have been throwing this down at us for 10 years. Now we're going to do this biofilm that negates that medication. Um, And so plants are put on this earth for a reason. Everything we need is on planet earth. And just so you know that pharmaceutical companies cannot patent anything that comes from nature. That's why you you don't have any studies on all these herbs compared to medication because medication is a moneymaker herbs they can't patent there's no money they'll just say it's not proven safe like every study i found i, I was doing that this because i was like i am, i know there's got to be studies to prove some of these herbs that i was talking about today in my stories and there are there are studies that prove mirinda and malia are mm-hmm. great for ent type stuff um and adenoids and tonsils and the funny thing is the study will never say like this is what we should be doing 
it will say more research is needed because, and I did a story on this not too long ago where you're, we have less and less science that is coming out. That is like a new breakthrough or it's like, we should train, change the paradigm. No, like they don't want to cause a ruffle. They don't want to affect their funding, um, especially for that and other projects. So they will just state a neutral claim. And I hate when people comment like, but the study that you posted says this, uh, we can't come to any conclusions. Well, yeah, they're going to say that. They don't want to be the the scientist that found this new thing that right. disrupts the way conventional medicine is done. They're going to okay. say that. Um, so that is, that's just something that, you know, means yeah. It, yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's in, like we've talked in our vaccine videos before, you know, as soon as it comes to the conclusion, they don't want to, they don't say that we were wrong. They say, it's inconclusive. We need more research done at this time yeah. until they can try to prove it. So it's the same thing, uh, just a little, little different, but t- essentially the same thing. Yep. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about the most common remedies. Uh, you mentioned Mar- uh, Mirinda and Malia, both yep. really, really good ones. Um, so I will say that my, if you really want to deworm yourself, there's, there's basically three uh, herbs that I like to check first and foremost. Malia is number one. Reason why I say Malia is number one is because of all the ones I'm about to mention, Malia is the most broad spectrum. So it'll kill herpes virus. It'll kill fungus. It'll kill bacteria. It'll kill viruses. So remember, when you're killing off these parasites, these things could be released because they hold them in. And so Malia will go after all of the prisoners. That's why I like it. It's another reason why we use these supreme nutrition herbs because they are mostly, for the most part, all of them are broad spectrum. They go after all infections at once, even though we like some more for certain infections. So uh, Malia, number two, Mimosa, and number three, Vidanga. Those are India's top three. And India is riddled with parasites. So if there's any type of place I want to get these herbs from, it's India because they are placed there because it is riddled with parasites. Um, no offense if you're Indian, it's not, don't take it that way, but it, the country has just is loaded I with parasites. More of the conditions that are there too. And nutrient depletion. Totally. That. <laughs> um, with the meat. Um, <laughs> we- um, yeah. And so, so those are the top three, uh, for kids. And I usually use the most uh, classical ones, which one is black walnut because it's also in tincture form, very easy to give kids. It is on back order for the last two months because Instagram found out about black walnut supreme and wanted to deworm all their kids. And so it should be back at the end of this month. Uh, that was what their original time frame was. But the alternative to that, and some people will just use it together with black walnut is wormwood, which is Artemisia supreme. And Artemisia, even though wormwood is classical for parasites, it does kill viruses. It is antifungal. It is antibacterial. It's very bitter. It helps the gallbladder move. It helps you have bowel movements. Um, So classically, those two are probably the most used in the history of mankind, I would say, would be black walnut and wormwood or Artemisia Supreme. If you look in old textbooks and different things or research papers, that's what you'll see. Yep. So if a child had pinworms, what is your favorite herb? Uh, black walnut or artemisia is my favorite. And yeah, if it's a, if it's adult, I go mimosa. Okay. Okay. So you don't like mimosa in children? Um, I don't not like mimosa in children, but what we'll talk about, right? It, it pulls plaque out of the intestinal wall. It pulls parasites out of the intestinal wall. So 
It's a little stronger, I would say. I, I would say that it's it's very specific to parasites. Yeah, in my in my experience with it, I do feel it is a bit stronger. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people will promote the Cellcore products for this type of stuff, and it's Pair mm-hmm. One that is Mosa, and it's just strong. Um, it's not something that. And they have dosing for children and all that, but like, it's just not something that I would typically start with, especially with a child. Um, but definitely for an adult, that could be a good thing. And, and I've used it on kids, but again, I've tested it on kids, right? I've muscle right. tested, which is different than just blindly throwing it. Um, Ryan tested, I think my daughter tested for, um, I shouldn't have said her name. I think, she, I think she tested for that at one point. Um, I she did. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, but that's it's one of those things that, like, if you have somebody that's testing for it, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing is artemisia doesn't really taste that bad, and so it's easier yeah. to mix in stuff. Black walnut tastes fine. Malia's strong. Malia's like golden thread. It doesn't taste pleasant, and so it's yeah. harder for kids to take, um, especially if kids are picky. Um, and then one more that I will throw in there is Mirinda Supreme. The reason why I will is because Mirinda will go after worms. It'll go after parasites. It'll go after fungus. It'll go after viruses. It's, it's pretty broad spectrum and it's the most gentle of them. Uh, like my daughter just tested for it today. I picked up uh, some par- a parasite, a little bit of mycoplasma bacteria in her. because She's fighting off a lung thing and yeah. she tested on Mirinda. And so Mirinda basically has no taste. They used to come in powder form that yeah. you can scoop it into shakes and stuff, but you can just open the capsule. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's a really good one too. And, and that's what I, you know, I do, I will make, and I, my kids will swallow capsules. So I make little capsules and I put, a, I put, a, you know, maybe a fourth of Malia, a fourth of Mirinda, a fourth capsule, like very small amounts yeah. of these things and add it to their capsules. Or you could add it to a little, and anytime I am telling somebody or I'm, you know, generally recommending that they're giving something to a child put it in a small amount of applesauce or a small amount of smoothie. Don't put it in this massive cup or massive bowl. Cause then they're not going to eat the whole thing, especially right. if it is a bitter thing, you, they're not going to like it. And so a small that. amount, couple spoonfuls and you can get them. I, I like to, sometimes we'll make a game of it. Sometimes we'll, um, I'll say, okay, you have 10 seconds. You think you can do it? And then they, and then I start counting and they, they'll finish it. So stuff like that. It, it is a little bit harder if it tastes bitter, uh, but it is, it, you know, if they get used to it or if you get them to take a capsule, I mean, that's the best thing is getting a kid to take a capsule early on. It makes it easy for you. And I'm telling you what, it's good that they learn early on. Cause I have, I, when I was prescribing medicine, I actually have prescribed liquid medicine to so many adults mm-hmm. that cannot take capsules. And so it's not a bad skill to give your, to give your children. Totally. And one thing is what we encourage you to do is when you go to the the show notes and you see these herbs listed, click on the link, read about the herbs, see what resonates with you. Like, you know, like Vidanga. Vidanga is a phenomenal anti-worm, anti-parasitic, but it's also great for methylation. And so you're like, oh, I have a methylation issue and I think I might have parasites. Maybe I'll start with that herb. You know, be a little intuitive with it. If you can find someone in your area to test you even better, uh, yeah. but not everyone has that luxury. Right. And I mean, they have a great explanation of the herbs on their website. So, and I, we, why do we, cause there's a lot of places you can get herbs. Yeah. I Supreme is single ingredient. So you're yep. not going to have a bunch of other stuff in it. Yep. 
Um, and they, they muscle test well. So that's something that like you, that it goes past all the contaminant testing, which they do and all that, but it, it's, it's, it actually tests well for helping patients. And, and the best part is what Supreme has done was since I, I met them in 2016 and I was seeing a lot of patients and what they started doing was when they would want to come out with herbs, they would actually send me samples that they would want me to muscle test on all my patients in the clear to see how many people in my day did that herb strengthen. And so if it strengthened a lot of people in the clear without going after anything specific, they put thought like, all right, this source is good. This could be the best for the majority of people. Um, and no other company does that. They're, they're not a company that's just going to come out with something because research says so. They're going to see what research says, take, find uh, multiple sources of that herb from different places around the world, and they're going to muscle test it on their patients and then send it out to uh, practitioners like me who are close with them, who they trust to muscle test on their patients to see, does it really have that much of a good effect on a lot of people? And so that's why I really respect them uh, because they do it the right way. I mean, yeah. the, the amount of times that... They have sent me uh, samples of something that research said was for everybody. And I found it to test on like 10% of people. They won't come out with it just because research says they could make a ton of money, ton more money doing that if that's the way they want to go. But they're, they have a lot of integrity and they will only come out with the purest and the best. Yeah, I think it's important that because I'll have somebody say, well, I took this, or this or this. And it's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know. Like I, that's not something that. If, if it depends on if you're taking a combination supplement, maybe it's not the right herb for you, or maybe yes. it's just bad contamination or bad fillers, or there's a bunch of other stuff in it. And so those are the ones that um, we both have used and and do well with. And I, I take daily that my girls, they'll take different things. We'll test for different things. One's working through a chronic virus thing, you know, it's so you, we just use the herbs for different things. Yeah. And, and, and the one thing you'll notice is the majority of the Supreme supplements the herbs are, are single. So they're mother's nature's ratios. They're not tampered with, uh, obviously some of the product are like two or three herbs combined for certain things. Like GlyphoX has three herbs in there that all help right. negate glyphosate. Um, but like Malia, Mirinda, those are all single herbs. And so animals in nature, when they have an issue, they will go up to the plant intuitively and eat that plant until they're all better, or they know they're done with that plant and switch to a different plant. And that's how um, Supreme likes to work. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm not, we're not saying like, I, I wouldn't go out and take eight herbs at a time uh, because that's, that's too much. And that's not, that's not, I typically would say I have some foundational supplements. We, we take daily, typically, usually it's methylation support, magnesium, stuff like that. And then I will take a rotation of three or four, um, herbs. What would you maybe five? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think there's some foundational ones like your methylation supports and spiracel, fish oils, magnesiums, things like that. When it comes to herbs, I try not to go more than three max four herbs at a time. And I always start doing low dose and work your way up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it's important that you listen to yourself. Um, obviously work with a practitioner to yep. find the right herbs for you. Cause you don't want to just be going around and around and around. Um, but a lot of times you can find some really good benefit from a few, just a few things. Totally. And we, uh, didn't cover pregnancy and breastfeeding. Ah. And, 
And so the herbs that I use for pregnancy and breastfeeding for parasites are Elysium Supreme and Vital Guard Supreme are my top two that I'll use. Yeah. And Elysium is great for lots of things. It's good for um, the flu. It can be helpful for um, staph issues. Um, so breast milk production in females. Yeah. Um, yeah. It regulates your digestive enzymes. It balances your adrenals. It regulates gut inflammation. Again, herbs are broad spectrum. They have multiple right. uses. It's not just a single, which is awesome. And it's not like you should go and just immediately start the full dosage of, especially mm. if you are, if you have, if you're a child or a pregnancy or breastfeeding, or even an adult who's sensitive, there are some adults who really don't tolerate much. And if that is the case, I will say, can I just little side note here, start with some nervous system work. If you are struggling with tolerating any supplements, there is a reason for that. The limbic system's off. Please start with some nervous system work, but, um, I, I don't, I, I don't start with anything full strength. You, you start low, you see how your body does on it. You don't want to just start full, go full bore ahead. And then you end up really sick. That's not hurting is not the goal. No, uh, oh, it'll get bad. It'll get really bad for a few, for a week. And then you'll get better. No, like that's not, that's not the goal. You shouldn't have a horrible week. And some, some, uh, functional med people really like herxing because they say that's, what's detoxing you. I yeah. just personally don't like it. Like, could it, you know, be helping you in the long run? Maybe, but I don't want patients to have to go through that. So I'm not a, a fan of it. And sometimes you will see an increase of certain behaviors or certain things, like uh, maybe an increase in eczema, but it shouldn't be bad and it shouldn't be yeah. life, like life altering or day, day, day to day altering. So that's something to think about. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you're going to see so many opinions in the holistic community. That oh, yeah. This is just our opinions, things that we've done. I it's, it's not something we're telling you to do. So it's just something that we're just kind of talking through. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. And yes. And yes. Okay. So I feel like we've covered it all. Is there anything else we missed? Uh, nothing besides what you love to read at the end of every episode. Yes. This is not medical advice. This is meant to be educational. Please speak with your healthcare provider before changing anything. That is right. She said it. Perfect. Um, this was a good episode. I thought we yeah. did pretty good, especially how far late it is. It's 11 p.m. your time. I, I'm really proud of myself for my words going through and like yeah. going one after the other. So, crushing uh, it. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> we don't know what we're going to do next week yet, um, but we will be on next week for the next one. Enjoy the podcast, and we'll see y'all on the next one.